Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Apropos, we'd begin with California love, as that is going to be the first thing I address in my first and ten coming up here in a moment. But if you're just joining us, this is the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000, here every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. I am Jeff Meller, here for you. If you've got a question, 312-332-3776 is how you get in. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. You can follow us on Twitch as well. Do my best to answer the questions inside the Twitch chat room as well. So go ahead and join us. Follow us, uh, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Uh, join the conversation inside the Twitch chat room. All right, let's get things started with our first and 10. I think fast, I talk fast, and I need you guys to act fast if you want to get out of this. All right, one week in the books, and we have ourselves yet another season of Shanahanigans. And if you're wondering what the hell are Shanahanigans, that is where a Shanahan head coach completely destroys your plans at running back. And I'm talking, of course, about Kyle Shanahan, who created a fantasy football darling on the waiver wires this week with Elijah Mitchell, who went for 104 yards on 19 carries and a touchdown after Raheem Mostert left last week's game with a knee injury that will sideline him for the rest of the season. And, of course... That is a huge blow to anybody who had dreams of Trey Sermon being their salvation at the running back position. If you got him late in your drafts, you were certainly thinking you had yourself a steal, primarily because of what Elijah Mitchell did. So Elijah Mitchell was clearly the top waiver wire addition this week in almost every league out there. And the question is, do you have yourselves a new stud running back? And the truth is, I don't think so. Kyle Shanahan earlier this week After Trey Sermon was made inactive, reports are that he was disgruntled about the idea of having to play special teams. And I have to tell you, as a rookie, that's probably not a great move. But Kyle Shanahan did offer this tidbit this week uh, during their run-throughs after some practices. I thought he ran the ball better this week in practice. I think that's accurate. that's everyone as the season starts to get going, you're getting better or worse. And it's good. I thought he got better this week. And Shanahan was reacting to his offensive coordinator who had given Trey Sermon praise. He echoed those sentiments. So already we are in our we have ourselves the first edition of Shanahanigans in twenty twenty one. Have fun. I will tell you, I think there's a strong possibility that when all is said and done, Trey Sermon will be the lead back for the 49ers, and it may very well begin this week. So be careful and cautious if you're thinking about starting Elijah Mitchell. If you have a decent alternative, I'm telling you, I think it's a decent move to go ahead and consider using them. Now, I wouldn't start Sermon this week, but be on the lookout because I think it's certainly a possibility that he will be the lead back very soon. Primarily because if you watch Elijah Mitchell, even though he had 
over 100 yards against the Lions this past week. He left a lot of yards on the table. He His ability to make that one cut that is uh, so successful in a Shanahan running scheme, it's just okay. I think the Lions were the reason that he was able to run up that yardage total. So I'll just tell you, be a little bit cautious right now about your Elijah Mitchell shares and starting him this week if you've got a decent alternative. This guy's a football player. This guy's a weapon. He's a football player. Ah, yes, he is John Gruden. And Josh Jacobs' football player-ness was certainly on display on Monday Night Football with a couple of touchdowns. He ran hard, but as you heard from the Monday Night Football crew, the main team, Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Gracie, they were speculating that uh, he potentially had turf toe. He is inactive this week, which opens the door for... Kenyon Drake, who did not look great in his opportunity to run the ball, but I think the volume will be there for him this week. So Kenyon Drake, worth a start probably in most leagues, certainly as a flex option for you if you're looking for somebody to play with Josh Jacobs inactive, already declared inactive this week. And meantime, in that same game against the Steelers this week at Heinz Field, Najee Harris, just going to throw it out there. I think I mentioned it actually on the show last week. If Najee Harris has a subpar game, it is the perfect opportunity to go ahead and scoop him up. And I think Najee Harris did exactly what you needed to do if you wanted to go and trade for him. If you can make a Sunday morning move, if you haven't already, try and make it happen. Because despite the fact that his numbers didn't look great, he still was in on every one of the Steelers' 58 offensive snaps. And from a fantasy perspective, that really is all you need. You know your guy's going to be getting every single carry or he's going to be in the game that is exactly what you're looking for in this day and age in fantasy football it doesn't even matter if he's good just by the pure volume the fact that he'll be in the game as much as he was this past sunday i think Najee harris is a absolute buy low possibility if you can make something happen with him i know it's week one but i I mentioned it last week if he does poorly go out there and make it happen um i'm still saying Try and trade for Najee Harris if you don't already have him. And if you do have him, don't panic because 58 snaps out of 58 offensive snaps, that is what you want in fantasy football. Thank you. I thought he was dropping everything. (laughs) There is Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow after Jamar Chase was leaving the postgame press conference last week. A lot of rumors and speculation about Jamar Chase's drops during during a training camp this year and he came out and went for five 100 five catches 101 yards and that long 50 yard touchdown the one thing i'll say is let's not already declare jamar chase a fantasy stud because there the the coverage he was wide open bashad breeland not quite sure what he was doing on that play and so you can't take it away but I'd be a little bit, I'm certainly starting him in most leagues. And we'll get a first-hand look today as the Bengals take on the Bears in their home opener at Soldier Field. But I would be a little bit cautious. And if somebody really wants Jamar Chase based on what he did, he's certainly a potential sell-high situation here. Because that one long touchdown has not convinced me that all of a sudden he's a game-breaker. I need to see a little bit more. I think both Boyd and Higgins are going to be involved plenty in the Bengals passing game. And so... One long touchdown and on a broken or just just a brutal coverage by Bashad Breeland is not necessarily the reason to go ahead and put Chase in the fantasy football elites just yet. How 
did the defense in the running game give overall shape to the way this played out, Jameis? Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Yes, be prepared. Good advice from Jameis Winston's trainer. Jameis Winston, how about that? Five touchdowns. Is he in the perfect situation? Well, I think he certainly is. The question is, do you as a fantasy football owner go ahead and put him into your starting lineup? That's where we get a little bit dicey because as good as five touchdowns looks on paper, is it repeatable? Certainly not week in and week out. And I'll add, Jameis currently sits 31st in the league in passing yards. The only person he's ahead of is Aaron Rodgers. The touchdown efficiency, that is not sustainable. So let's just be careful about using Jameis Winston. He's certainly... In two quarterback leagues, he probably should be starting to begin with. But let's not get crazy and all of a sudden say that Jameis Winston's going to be a fantasy stud week in and week out. I think the touchdown efficiency was great. But I do think the Saints will be looking to run the ball and rely quite a bit on on Elvin Kamara. So let's not just plug Jameis Winston into into the lineup just yet based on one very efficient day where he throws five touchdown passes. So let's just be a little bit careful about that one there. Look, we've won a lot of games around here. We've lost a few, but you move on. It doesn't matter if you play incredible and put up 50 or you get blown out. You move on to the next next opponent. There shouldn't be some big drastic change and alteration the way that we do things, the way we practice, the way we prepare. If it's good enough to get you to this point, then it's good enough from this point forward. So I haven't changed any of the stuff that I've been doing. Um, obviously, you know, we got to play better, but... If we're starting to freak out after one week, we're in big trouble. You know that voice. It's Aaron Rodgers, of course, and he said it perfectly. Forget about the Packers. This is, let's just apply exactly what he said to all the fantasy owners out there with Aaron Rodgers as well. You drafted him to be your starting quarterback. Let's not freak out after one week. Let's go ahead and use him. And if you know that's your call today, I'm probably going to just defer to Aaron Rodgers there and say, listen, he's got a long resume of being a great football player and a great fantasy football player so let's not freak out after one bad week let's assume that they were not completely ready because of the weird travel they had going to jacksonville having to make accommodations change midweek all that weird stuff let's just assume that uh we're going to call that a one-off for now before we see a little bit more uh and just you know get too freaked out about Aaron Rodgers having one bad week. Let's hold off just a bit. They let me, they act like I left them on. Golly, I didn't do it. Shoot, I'm just, if I could have stayed, I could have stayed. If I if I can't, they didn't want me like that ex-girlfriend. Shoot, I got to go. But, you know, I got a rebound. It was the Lions. They picked me up. You know what I mean? Now they feeding me good, taking me to dinners. You know I me. Mean? Another man's treasure, another man's treasure. Oh, uh, it's Jamal Williams, your treasure. That is former Packers running back, current Lions running back, Jamal Williams. He will get a crack at the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field on Monday Night Football. Jamal Williams went for 54 yards on nine carries and scored a touchdown. So the question is, can you go ahead and plug him into your lineup? He's one of those flex plays who I don't feel great about this week. More importantly, though, for fantasy owners is probably the fact that he did have that touchdown. DeAndre Swift, though, listen, 11 carries. The fact that DeAndre Swift still had more carries than Williams, I think, is encouraging. So even though he had less yards, 39 to Williams' 54, that it's still encouraging that Swift had more carries. And honestly, 
as I will preach time and time again, he had the more valuable touches, which are the receptions out of the backfield. Swift also had eight catches for 65 yards. So you had a pretty solid week from Swift going forward. He was on the injury report, but Adam Schefter has already come out and said that he's expected to play tomorrow night. So I think you can go ahead and start DeAndre Swift confidently. He just canned it right there. Those are two plays I just caught. I cannot... This- Helmet doesn't fit. Shocking, shocking that a helmet doesn't fit you. Helmets. They didn't have a double XL helmet okay. to fit okay. that forehead. Right. The Ravens helmet does not fit Peyton Manning's big head, but that's okay. It was a great broadcast, by the way. Did enjoy the Manning Brothers broadcast. But that brings me to Tyson Williams versus Latavius Murray. Williams looked pretty good, partially, though, on that uh, long touchdown, well, somewhat long, 30-plus yard touchdown run on the fourth down plunge that they went for where the uh, secondary just once he broke through the line it was over got to the uh, second level and nobody was there to stop him Tyson Williams goes nine for 65 has three catches for 29 versus the real question I think is Latavius Murray what are you going to do here Latavius Murray goes for 28 yards on 10 carries and certainly those numbers don't look good when you compare him to Tyson Williams and what he did but both did score a touchdown Latavius Murray did get more of a workload late and what I'll say is If there's one team in the league that is going to go running back by committee, no matter what, it is the Baltimore Ravens. Greg Groman has been very, he's been very outspoken about the fact that we're past the time when running backs should be relied upon to carry, you know, be in there every single offensive snap, although the Pittsburgh Steelers clearly beg to differ. But Greg Roman wants his running backs in there fresh and ready to go. And so he's going to rotate them. And so I think what we're looking at is a lot of what we saw last year. Just like J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards split a lot of the carries last season, I think you're going to probably end up seeing a lot of that with Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray. And then we'll also see, you know, Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman work their way into this mix as well. So it's going to be kind of a disaster. If you want one, you probably want Tyson Williams. But I do think Latavius Murray at this point is worth snagging off of your free agent uh, wire if he's still out there. And finally, a former Baltimore Ravens running back, Mark Ingram. How about this? 85 yards and a touchdown, blast from the past, but he had it on 26 carries. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of opportunities for the Houston Texans to feed Mark Ingram. It's a product of the fact that they were beating up on the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. So Mark Ingram, he is worth having on your roster, but I don't think we're ever going to feel confident about starting him because most weeks the Texans will be heavy underdogs just as they are today in Cleveland as a 13-and-a-half-point dog. All right, there's my first and ten for you, all the important information you need to know about today's fantasy football slate. I am Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. Phone lines are jammed. If you want to get in, get in now, because I cannot guarantee we'll get to you if you call later in the show. But again, 312-332-3776. Answering all your questions next. The Fantasy Football Show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. on 
ESPN 1000. I am Jeff Meller taking your calls, answering your fantasy football dilemmas as I do every Sunday morning during the football season from 8 to 9 a.m. I'll also be back today at 10 from 10 to noon getting you set for Bears and Bengals on the lakefront as the Bears have their 2021 home opener. I'll be alongside Dion Miller, so make sure you uh, keep it locked here on ESPN 1000 all Sunday morning because we have you covered everything you need football-related. We're here for you. All right, let's get things started in Rhode Island, of all places. Phil is out in the smallest state in the nation. What's up, Phil? Hey, Jeff. Listen to you every week. Thanks, man. Appreciate Uh, it. Absolutely. Half-point PPR. We got Damian Harris. Antonio Brown and Robert Woods got to start two of the three. Wow. So those, those are some strong options. I like that, Phil. And boy, especially uh, it's, it's a half point PPR. So that actually leads me to say, if it's me, I have to start Damian Harris. You saw the workload last week. Of course, the fumble was a little bit troubling. But the good news is that I don't know if there's really any competition he needs to worry about because Ramondre Stevenson had his own issues holding onto the ball. So like, even though Brown and Woods are more explosive, because of the workload, you know, 23 carries, 100 yards last week for Damian Harris. And here's the thing, Phil. He had two catches last week. And last year, he was a complete zero in the passing game for the Patriots. But even if he's just going to get two or three catches, that kind of offsets the, you know, the absolute nothing that he's going to give you. And so I think he's worth plugging in because of that workload. So I'd go ahead and use Damian Harris. And then for me, it's hard to bench him, but I'm going to bench Antonio Brown because I'm all in on the Rams passing attack. The Colts kind of nah, I'm not defensively they look like they're a bit of a mess right now so I'm going to keep rolling with Robert Woods it's hard to say after last after last Thursday's big performance from Antonio Brown and I certainly think you have a good option there but it's just Damian Harris and Robert Woods are too good for me to leave on the bench Phil awesome that's the way I was leaning thanks for the confirmation all right good to know that we all have a group think here on ESP 1000. No, I'm just joking. You always like it when someone just confirms what you're looking for. Let's go on out to uh, Lombard and say good morning to Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, good morning. I, I need a running back PPR league. Uh, one of these, I got uh, White from uh, New England, mm-hmm. Singletary from Buffalo, or, uh, uh, sorry. That's all right. Uh, it says Jamal, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank no, you. No worries. All right, Matt. So that's why we uh, screen your prehand. So we just uh, know who you have. Um, I'm going to say, I think based on the usage last week, I would go ahead and use uh, Devin Singletary. You saw he seemed like he was, you know, for whatever reason, I, you know, Zach Moss was a, a, a healthy scratch last week. And Devin Singleton saw, saw 75% of the snaps. Um, he got 44% of the carries. Now, the one thing is Josh Allen near the goal line is a bit of a headache for the Bills running backs, but I think Singletary's usage kind of, uh, would spur me to use him this week going forward to see what you have, because that, look, that's a really, really good offense that you want a piece of if you can have it, Matt. So I would say I'm going to go ahead and suggest you use Devin Singletary so this week. Moss is back this week. How does that affect things? I mean, it's listen. I can't tell you definitively what's going to happen. I don't know why he was a healthy scratch last week, right, Matt? Um, yeah. It, it's hard to know definitively. I will say I'm not convinced that Jamal Williams, you know, he's going to be the lesser of the options you have there. So he's definitely out of the mix. So I'm going to say I'm going to roll with Devin Singletary based on the data we have for this season. You know, that's all we can work off of. We need a little more information before we can start drawing any grand conclusions. 
And I no, just, you know what I mean? So sometimes I think people have the knee jerk reaction where they're like, oh, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get this guy into the lineup based on one week. And, you know, that's not what Jamal Williams is for the, the Lions right now. You need a little more before you go ahead and use him over someone like Singletary, who has, you know, it's albeit it's not exactly what you would like as a fantasy owner when you're dealing with these, you know, two second and third tier running backs, but it's the reality that we're living in these days. And the fact that Singletary was so focused in their, in their game last week to the point where for whatever reason they chose to deactivate Moss, I think that bodes well for him this season, whether or not he takes advantage of it, then we will have to see. Let's try John who is in Oak Lawn. Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. Great show. Thanks, man. Uh, I got a receiver problem. I got half point PPR. I got uh, Jalen Waddle, Juju Smith-Schuster, and the aforementioned Antonio Brown. I need two out of the three. All right. So I, in this situation, Antonio Brown's the first guy I want in your lineup there, John, because I think we're seeing it's certainly possible that A.B. could actually lead the Bucks in receiving this year when all is said and done. The um, you know, he was working his way back last season. So, and you already had Godwin and Evans in the mix. Listen, it's going to be a bit of a headache all year if you're picking from the Bucks receivers because some weeks Godwin's going to go off, some weeks Evans is going to go off, some weeks it'll be Gronk, and then others it might be AB. But I think the fact that Brady seems to really like AB, and we saw a lot of good stuff from him in the opener, I'm going to put him into my lineup, and then. Because Will Fuller, I haven't mentioned this yet, but because Phil, Will Fuller is out yet again, John, I would go ahead and use Jalen Waddell. Um, shocker, ESPN 1000 endorsing Waddle here. But I would use Jalen Waddle because he looked good last week. He is somebody who I think is actually starting to make Mike Gusecki um, irrelevant. If you have him, feel free to drop him if you want because he was a non-factor in their offense. And you know, part of the reason he was even drafted in most leagues last season was because of his work out of the slot. I think Jalen Waddell is somebody you want to use this week again, John, with uh, Will Fuller absent. Great. Thanks a lot. No problem. Let's try Mike, longtime caller. Mike and Mount Prospect. You're on the Fantasy Football Show. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, Shannon Nanigans. Brilliant. I don't know who came up with it, but it was brilliant. I uh, it's, been, it's been around in the fantasy football community yeah, a, 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 a long time. Heard, Listen, it, it, oh. Mike, it goes back to 1995 when Mike oh Shanahan, Kyle it. Shanahan's father, uh, introduced the world to Terrell Davis, a little-known sixth-round draft pick right, who went right. on to have a Hall of Fame career. And then right after that, all of a sudden, we, were, we, we became familiar with Alandis Gary, Mike Anderson, Clinton Portis, and a never-ending stream of running backs yes, who all brilliant. of a sudden burst onto the scene to become fantasy-relevant. So uh, I loved Ky- it. Kyle I loved is just fo- uh, following in father's footsteps. All right. I got a full PPR here. I got a flex problem. I've got Marvin Jones at home against Denver. The rookie, Javante Williams at uh, Jacksonville. And I've got Aguilar at the Jets. But I also have Waddle, who you just mentioned. I could use him, too. Interesting. I need so, one. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I wanted to come in today and be uh, puff out my chest and be very happy with Javante Williams. But it looked like the Broncos were yeah. in a straight split, and it didn't help Javante Williams' prospects that Melvin Gordon went for the long touchdown last right. week. I think they're both going to be used you know, interchangeably for the most part in Denver until Javante Williams really steps up. So it's hard to advise him when you have good options, Mike, and you do. Um, For me, it comes down to Marvin Jones versus Waddle there. And, you know, in this situation, I I don't think you can – 
I can't tell you definitively which guy of those two is the stronger play, but I liked what I saw from Marvin Jones and the fact that if the Jags get down and they're just flinging it around, Marvin Jones seems to be the uh, lead target that uh, Trevor Lawrence is looking to. So I would probably lean towards Marvin Jones, but if you wanted to go with Waddle over him, I'd be fine with that. Hey, hey I want a quick thing. Ayuk, mm-hmm. uh, what's wrong with him? He was my first sure. WR I picked. All right, so uh, <laughs> thanks, Mike, for the call. I'll uh, address that now. So Ayuk... Uh, Kyle Shanahan addressed that as well this week, and he talked about the fact that, so, Ayuk was dealing with a hamstring injury. He said he probably would have been the starter alongside Debo Samuel last week, but the hamstring injury kind of limited him that he he uh, he picked up in their third preseason game. So, that was partially why he was limited to, I think it was like 28 snaps off the top of my head. And also, I thought this was probably the most revealing portion when Kyle addressed Ayuk was that he talked about when Ayuk went off last year, he did so when the 49ers did not have Debo Samuel in the lineup, leading me to believe that even though they like Ayuk a lot and he will be a starter, Kyle Shanahan did say that he will start today, expecting you know he, what he did, I think he had like 747 in 12 games last year, like maybe five touchdowns, looked very explosive at times, but part of the reason he was being put in the positions he was last year was because the 49ers were just crushed by injuries so much that they were forced to rely upon him. And it really sounds like Debo Samuel is very, he's got a very strong possibility of being the top wide receiver based on what Shanahan said. If he's, if they're both healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if Debo Samuel ends up leading the team in receiving yards. Oh yeah. And don't forget George kills there as well too. So there's plenty of reason to be a little bit concerned if you put a lot into Brandon Ayuk, but I will say, it was at least positive positive words coming from Kyle Shanahan this past week about Ayuk. So that's encouraging. But, you know, like I said, for the big picture, Debo Samuel being back could actually um, hinder Ayuk's fantasy production. All right. A uh, half hour to go, but plenty of time for your phone calls. We're jammed right now. But again, 312-332-3776. When someone drops off, that's your chance to jump in. The Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Pumpkins for your Sunday morning to get you going. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented, of course, by Twin Peaks. Back again this year, eats, drinks, scenic views. Love Twin Peaks. Uh, always recommend, too, if you're going to go out there for a full Sunday of football watching, grab the uh, pot roast. Highly recommended and a little bit underrated. Not everybody necessarily thinking, oh, I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm going to go hang out at Twin Peaks and uh, what am I going to eat? A burger? You can't go wrong there, but you know what? The pot roast. You will not regret it. Twin Peaks, great folks over there presenting the fantasy football show for the 2021 season. Thanks to them as always. Let's uh, head on out to Homewood and say good morning to Carl. Hey, Carl, what's going on, bud? Hey, you guys are the best. It's been a few years since I've called you. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I'm in a quandary. I was the guy that drafted Kels first in the 16 team <laughs> league and 
Uh, kudos, everybody, kudos uh, to you, Carl, for yeah, com- committing to the Kels uh, pronunciation. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm a Cincinnati guy, as you know, so um, he, I'm a UC guy, so he's a UC guy. But anyway, I'm, I'm the dude that, that had Mostert, so I've got a bunch of backups now. Okay. So help me. All right. I've, I've got Deontay Harris and Pollard sitting in there, but I've got Nichols, Hasty, Hunter Henry, K.J. Hamler, and I like Van Jefferson and D.J. Dallas. Who would you go with your two? So your, um, your you said Damian Damian Harris and Tony Pollard. No, not no, not Damian Harris. No, no, no got, you got Deontay. Harris. Deont- Deontay, yeah, I picked him up and okay. I got Pollard. Sure. Yeah. All right, this one's rough. Yeah, I know, I, I'm going to say, Carl, I would of, of your options there, and Kuda, you're playing in clearly a deeper league, so um, I appreciate that. 15. Yeah, yeah, I can tell just by the names you're giving me that uh, you are a shrewd player, Carl. I would use personally, I'd use Pollard. And Van Jefferson this week. I understand. I like the okay. preemptive move to grab Hasty. I think that's a, a yeah. good specul- speculative play because even though I just talked about Trey Sermon and everybody was yeah. obviously in on Elijah Mitchell, you never know with Shanahan. So uh, yeah. shrewd Shanahan move there. Against- but you cannot, you cannot, you, you. I just cannot advise using him this week. You got to see a little bit. Yeah. So and yeah. also, I'm intrigued by KJ Hamler as well. But yeah. I think the guys who are going to see the most work this week are going to be Pollard and Van Jefferson. So I like where you're okay. at. You know, in terms of roster construction going forward, but this week you got to go with the I think the known quantities in Pollard and Van Jefferson. Okay, fingers crossed. Yes. These guys are kicking my butt right now. I hear so. you. Yeah. Okay. It, thanks, man. It's always a, a tough blow in, in a larger league to use a key uh, to lose a key player that you drafted in the first five rounds, like Raheem Mostert, to lose him in a sixteen team league. That's uh, always a huge blow. So, uh, but hey, that's why we're here for you on Sunday mornings, trying to help you figure out a way to win a fantasy football game. Let's try Joe, who's in Spring Grove. Hey, Joe. Hi, Jeff. Hey. I got uh, three receivers. I need two in a one point PPR. I got uh, DK Metcalf at home against the Titans. Mm-hmm. I got Thielen on the road against the Cardinals, and I got Antonio Brown at home against the Falcons. Oof. Everyone's throwing the AB question at us today because of what he did. Listen, I, I, I oh, man, as much as I'd love to say it, because of the volume that's going to be spread out across the talented wide receivers, Joe, I'm going to have to say I'd use DK and Thielen still. I'd keep my eye on how this, you know, the next week or two works out with Antonio Brown because you're probably going to have the same question week in and week out, right? But yeah. until Antonio Brown really, I think, establishes that he's like the clear number one in the Brady pecking order, and I'm not saying that will happen, but in, in, like until it happens, I think you got to keep using DK and Thielen because they're really, you know, Thielen's kind of a one slash one A with Jefferson, but he sees a huge volume, and you saw the, the couple touchdowns last week. So, and, and DK Metcalf, I'll be honest, I, there, I can't see a scenario where I will be telling anybody to put DK Metcalf on their bench. He's just too talented. And uh, with Russ throwing him the ball, I have a hard time ever benching him. So I need to see Brown establish himself as like the clear number one guy with Brady in Tampa before I say you use him over those other two guys. Okay, thanks, Jeff. All right, good luck to you, Joe. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Hey, Dave. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for the help last week. Uh, I got a question here. I was able to pick up Gronk with the 10th waiver wire, which was a shocker this week. Would, I, would you start Gronk this week over Goddard? Um, I also have Godwin going, too. So I'm kind of like you said with the Antonio Brown thing. Got a lot of mouths to feed, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried about that. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, uh, and unfortunately, I think anybody who took Dallas Goddard this year is a little bit concerned by what they saw because 
you know, obviously five, uh, he had five targets and four catches for 42 yards. Certainly not what they're expecting. And my big problem, Dave, with Goddard is not so much Goddard. It's the issue of Jalen Hurts throwing him the football. And even, and I'm going to continue to say it. I'm really going to need to be proven wrong. But I, I just don't think as a thrower, he's somebody I trust. Now, what he can do, you know, running the ball creates problems for defenses and they can keep the ball moving. And I know he was really good last week, but, you know, I don't know if that was more a product of the Falcons just being abysmal. So I'm going to say, Dave, that I, I would use Gronk right now. I need to see a little more from Hertz at the quarterback position before I uh, go ahead and feel comfortable using Goddard. Yes, you're right. You know, it might not be a Gronk week, but I think you're actually in decent position when you use both Gronk and Godwin. One of them is likely to have a pretty good good day. And so in that regard, I feel safe about using the both of them. So I'd use Gronk over Goddard this week. Let's try Julian, who's in Deerfield. Hey, Julian. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing? Good. Um, so I have one flex spot open in a full PPR league, and I don't know if I go with uh, Debo Samuel or if I trust Jamar Chase against that Bears secondary. Yeah, so I, I, Julian, I would use Debo, like I kind of talked about a little bit earlier there. Shanahan throwing a lot of love his way, and last year he was certainly banged up and dealing with that foot injury all season long. So that was probably why we didn't see what we wanted to see from him. But as a rookie, you'll remember, as the season progressed, Debo was really becoming you know, a key figure in their offense that they were leaning on in the season that they lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. So I think Debo is the guy you want to use right now. I talked about Jamar Chase's touchdown early in the show, too. Um, just uh, Bashad Breeland, I don't know what he was doing on the coverage. So, you know, Jamar Chase finds himself, you know, streaking down the field and had one of the easier catches he'll probably have in his NFL career. So right now I'm not going to use him over Debo. I like what uh, Debo gave you last week. And especially too, as a, you know, he's one of the few guys in the league who, you know, is going to probably see at least two to three carries a game. And, you know, you never know. He's very explosive. So I just love the Kyle Shanahan running game. Anytime I can get a piece of that, um, I'm really high on Debo Samuel right now. So I would go ahead and use him. Let's try our buddy Gideon in Skokie. I saw him tweeting at me earlier what time the show was on. Gideon, it's still 8 o'clock. It's been 8 o'clock forever. What's up, buddy? Hey, Miller. That's fantastic. Um, So I have a spreading the wealth question about Tampa Bay. I have um, Mike Evans on my team. I also have... Gronk. I'm starting Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry at wide receivers. So my question is, should I start Mike Evans at flex or should I start Cole Beasley, Sammy Watkins, Carlos Hyde or Latavius Murray? I'm worried about spreading the wealth to Mike Evans. Yeah, you know what? Here, um, So the other, really for me, it's only a question, Gideon, of Mike Evans versus Cole Beasley because the other guys I don't trust enough to use. And, you know, that's just a matter of if you want the safety of Beasley, who you know is probably going to see five to six catches and seven to 80 yards, and whether or not he gets a touchdown is just a matter of, you know, happenstance there. But Evans has got the big play potential. I'm still using Mike Evans right now. And if anything, I think, you know, the fact that he didn't have a big game on Thursday night, he's all the more likely to have a big game this Sunday. So I'd still use Mike Evans. Let's not get uh, too radical just yet, Gideon, okay? Thank you, Jeff. No problem. Thank you, Gideon, for listening. Always appreciate it. Let's uh, try Chris, who's in Rockford. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for helping me get third place in my conference last year. Nice. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, quarterback question. Tua versus Buffalo or Jared Goff Monday night versus the Packers? 
Oof, this is a rough one here, Chris. I'm, yeah. You know what? I'm going to say, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to go ahead and uh, advise you to use Jared Goff. I don't feel great about it, but the good thing about fantasy football is it does not always align with real football. Sometimes, uh, right. you know, and I think, uh, I think there's a strong possibility that the Lions are playing catch-up very early in this game, and uh, I think Jared Goff can pad his stats. I do not love the matchup for Tua this week against Buffalo, so uh, I'm going to say I'd go ahead and use Jared Goff. All right, sounds good. Thanks All right, very good much. luck to you, Chris. Congratulations on the uh, bronze last season. Let's try. Uh, let's try Tom in Bridgeport. Good old Tommy. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. How you doing, Jeff? How Excellent. Are you? Excellent. I mean, there are two of these four uh, wide receivers. I got Higgins, Antonio Brown, Cody Davis, or Tim Patrick. All right, I like this one, Tommy, because I feel very good about advising you to start Antonio Brown. And Corey Davis. And if you were listening last week, I think we had like five Corey Davis questions, five Corey Davis related questions. And every time I think I gave Corey Davis out because I was telling you, listen, Zach Wilson, rookie quarterbacks, the one thing sometimes you'll see is they lock on to their favorite receiver. And that could mean good things for fantasy. And I think you already saw it from Corey Davis last week. Be prepared for a good season from him. I think Zach Wilson is going to be leaning on him heavily. I don't think it's going to work out for the Jets in terms of win-loss record this year, but from fantasy point of view, I think uh, Corey Davis is going to be a strong play all season. All right, 312-332-3776. I am Jeff Meller at Jeff underscore Meller on Twitter. Get in last chance now before we wrap things up at 9. This is ESPN 1000. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I was chatting with Tyler Aki inside the IDOT bullpen. He had a running back question, Tyson Williams or Melvin Gordon. And, of course, IDOT reminds you that uh, driving responsibly in construction and work zones really is a matter of life or death. Learn more online or through social media at lifeordeathillinois.com. He was wondering if he should go with Gordon or Williams, right, right, Tyler? Yeah, that's my dilemma right now. And we talked it through and we came to the conclusion that right now Melvin Gordon's probably the play Straight split in the Broncos' backfield. Melvin Gordon had 15, 12, uh, 14 touches last week to Javante Williams' 14 touches, and they both had the same amount of snaps. Of course, Gordon rips off that long long run. The problem for Tyson Williams, as we've been talking about throughout the entirety of the fantasy football show here, presented, of course, by Twin Peaks, is that until the Ravens give you any belief that they will not be rotating their running backs, just assume that that's going to be the case. And Latavius Murray's 10 carries after essentially having just been signed by the Ravens is a little bit troublesome if you're a Tyson Williams owner, even though you probably liked what you saw on Monday night. Don't get too carried away with what you saw. So that's just a a little bit of a piece of advice as uh, Tyler Aki and I were discussing that in the IDOT bullpen. Let's, uh, all right, let's wrap things up here on the Fantasy Football Show. Let's try Jake, who's in St. John. Hey, Jake. Hey, how's it going? Good, I man. Got, uh, Robert Woods, Mike Williams, and Miles Sanders, and I need two of the three and a half-point PPR. So I'm going to say I'd definitely use Robert Woods, and then, boy, just you know, I'm intrigued by Miles Sanders. 
I'm leaning towards Miles Sanders, but it's a, you know a tougher matchup. But I still like the 49ers defense, even though they seemed to um, you know I, they things got out of hand against the Lions, and all of a sudden they let the Lions claw their way back in. But I think I'm personally going to use Miles Sanders. I do like though what Mike Williams did last week with Justin Herbert. Uh, so I think you're looking at a situation where Mike Williams is going to be a much better play this year than he was last year. You know, Keenan Allen certainly is going to lead the team in receptions, but Mike Williams has that big body in the red zone that's going to be helpful. I would probably use Miles Sanders because of the usage, Jake, over Mike Williams. But, um, you know, I, I can't... I can't. I don't have a strong stance on this one either way. So probably not super okay. helpful. But I would. I personally would use Miles Sanders because of the touches. Thank you. All, All right. right. And the the one the other thing too is Jalen Hurts. You know, inside the red zone is uh, some. He's going to be vulturing some of those touchdowns that you're hoping Miles Sanders can go ahead and plug in. So that's a little more difficult to to use him. And so, sorry about that. Don't have a strong feeling on that one. Let's try Joe, who is in Naperville. Hey, Joe. I got. Uh... Leonard Fournette or Eli Mitchell? All right. So, you know, I started the show talking about Mitchell. Didn't actually, the the stats look better than I think the performance actually was. However, Leonard Fournette is not somebody who I feel great about using. And at this point, I would just cross my fingers and hope Mitchell, you know, leads the team in touches yet again. Uh, even though I'm a little bit wary of uh, Trey Sermon's role to, uh, today, I would still use, I think, Mitchell over Fournette. So hopefully that uh, will work out for you. Let's try Fat Mike, who's in Worth. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's going on, Miller? Good morning, my man. How we doing? Not too bad. I had a tough one here. Usually I got this under control, but this one I, I just made a recent trade, and I'm, I'm struggling with it. Okay. I got three running backs. I got to start two of them. I got Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, and Miles Gaskin. All right. I don't love it. PPR. But I- Okay. It is a PPR. All right, good to know. I don't love it, but I uh, I don't love Miles Gaskin. But based on the like, he's going to be the guy who I think, especially in the PPR, he's a he's a good safe floor for you. I like him because of the usage. And then I'm going to go ahead and say I would use Kareem Hunt this week over Melvin Gordon. I you know I think the opportunity for them against the Texans is going to be very good. Obviously, Nick Chubb is the lead dog in their backfield, but. I'm, I like Hunt a little bit more than Melvin Gordon, partially, too, because I like Javante Williams, and I think as the season progresses, the more we go, I think Javante Williams will eventually start to take over that backfield. So I'd use Kareem Hunt today, Mike. Let's try Brian, who's in Vernon Hills. Hey, Brian, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Jeff. Um, this one goes a little deeper in the depth chart. Mm-hmm. I've got a choice for my last flex between Brian Edwards and Rondell Moore. Half point PPR. Uh, sure, sure. Rondale, right? Rondale Moore for the yeah, Cardinals. Rondale Moore, yeah, the, yeah, um, the rookie from Purdue. Yeah, you know, I think I, I think I would use Moore. He's explosive, and you saw some of that last Sunday. Now, I don't think it's always going to be like you know what you saw last week with the Cardinals, but I, I think Rondale Moore, and I just think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot this year. You see that, and uh, you know, Brian Edwards was basically uh, giving you a goose egg till very late in that game on Monday night. I don't yep. really trust the Raiders offense just yet if you're not using Darren Waller. So I'm going to say I'd use Rondale Moore and his uh, big play potential. He's very explosive, Brian. Perfect. Thanks, Jeff. All right. And that for, and, and that in that situation, I think you're just leaning on the guy who you think has a better chance of potentially, you know, breaking a long one for you. Let's try Kevin in Lombard. Hey, Kev. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, I unfortunately have both of the Cincinnati Bengals wide receivers. And I'm determining whether I should drop Tyler Boyd and go ahead and pick up um, 
Peyton Barber for the Raiders. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't do that, Kevin. Let's continue to use Boyd. Um, I'm not too concerned about Peyton Barber's role just yet. Uh, until Josh Jacobs is ruled out for the long term, let's uh, not get too drastic uh, on Peyton Barber's role just yet. All right, that does it for me here on the Fantasy Football Show. Thanks for listening, folks. But I'm back at 10 a.m. with Deion Miller as we get you set for Bears and Bengals. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Tyler Aki. We'll be back shortly here on ESPN 1000.